Hello, friends. This is Taver Lee, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. Here we are back with another amazing guest today. And today's guest is a psychic and an animal communicator with 20 years of experience in working with animals. And she helps people connect with who they truly are through animals and the spirit world. Help me welcome Angel to the show. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me today. I am super excited to have you today. And I have experienced a little bit of your magic, which has been absolutely incredible. And I'm I'm really excited for my listeners today to learn a little bit more about even the animal communication piece and the the psychic piece and how it comes to you. Because one thing I talk a lot about on this show is that our spiritual gifts or our inner knowing or how we receive is different for everyone, right? How, how our bodies receive information when it comes to you know, I don't like to use the Claire's because I think that that's, that's a box. I think we all receive it, receive it differently. But I'm really interested in our, our listeners learning a little bit more about how you receive information in the way that you do readings. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you asking that question. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, all readers, all psychics, all witches, all healers, we all tap into that innate intuitive part of who we are and it's like I say to everyone there's never competition because even though readers may read similarly we're all on different vibes because we're all vibrational right mm-hmm. so for me particularly I were I'm a free-for-all <laughs> so I work with guides guardians angels arky I'm I just do everything and the difference with me is that dead or alive I can read people so if somebody needs to come through and they're still alive I let them um, I am an animal communicator so I I do talk to animals, which was something that shocked me. Actually, all of it shocked me. Uh, When I started, I actually went for a reading because I was bored and had nothing else to do. And I just happened to be at this little particular store or around it. And I went in and I was having this reading. And at that time, I owned my own theater company. I considered retiring, but I was auditioning for, you know, Shaw Festival, Stratford Festival here in Canada. And she says to me, she says, well, that's not what you're going to be doing with your life. And I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) And she said, no, you're you're going to be doing this. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of money. (laughs) And about six months later, uh, I actually ended up in South America. And they said, well, yeah, you're going to you're you're going to be doing this and you're also going to be talking to animals. And I'm thinking, is everybody on crack? Like, are they on crack? (laughs) So I went back and through various circumstances, magical circumstances, I was at this. It was like a healing opening. It was a facility opening that somebody had asked me to go to. And I said, okay, fine. And every, there were these binders and everybody was signing a binder. So I figured, okay, I'll, I'll sign a binder. All right. I didn't know what I was signing. Two weeks later, I get this email and it says, don't forget you have an animal communications class. Mm. And I'm like, what? I'm not going. So she calls me. My friend calls me. She goes, are you going? Said, no, of course I'm not. She goes, oh, yes, you are. And she dragged me to it. <laughs> so I went with the intention of disproving it. 
And when I went there, by the end of the weekend, the teacher was so amazing. My eyes were open. Mm -hmm. And I literally went back to that store. I was talking to the store owner. She asked me some questions. She goes, oh, she goes, oh, you're, you're a witch and a psychic. And I said, what? And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, read me. I'm like, what? And she hired me on the spot. And I went, this is insane. And my whole world changed. I retired from theater. I went into this work. Mm. I started studying and shadowing her. And here I am 20 years later. You mm. know, so it's an incredible thing because all of us have individual journeys. And on those journeys, we really find ourselves and we find our voices. And for me, it's been exceptionally eclectic. Like I said, it's, you know, guides, guardians, angels, animals, just it's an incredible thing. I really love the way that you shared your journey because you brought in the, the, the piece of curiosity. And I always encourage people to be curious, right? Like, you know, we, we, we can trust and verify. We can be curious and seek. We can do all of these things simultaneously. But for you, I love it that you went into the class to disprove animal communication. I was a non-believer. I was a non-believer and here I am, which actually serves me well because I really respect skeptics. Mm -hmm. I respect those who don't believe. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that I appreciate them so much is because they keep me real, right? They ask questions that are the hard questions. They challenge my belief system um, and it grounds me. So I really like I'm uh, here. I was with a show called News Talk 1010. It's a radio show and we would get callers who would call and go, well, why do you do the work you do? Oh, because I want to heal. You know, I'm not here to prove whether it's real or not. That's for you to take a look at. Mm -hmm. That's for your, that's your journey as to how much believe and how much you don't. And I'm okay to whatever degree you're accepting. And I think that in of itself with a skeptic or a non-believer is really important that they have the choice because mm -hmm. I find that on our end, as much as on their end, we tend to force Mm -hmm. Right. Psychics are like, we are real. This is true. And the skeptics are going, no, they're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. So there's a middle ground. And that middle ground is, hey, you know what? Accept what you can and what you can't. That's fine. That's cool. I still love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. I also think and I talk about this with a lot of people who have had experiences during a reading that didn't resonate in the moment um, and not necessarily. I mean, a lot of the people that I work with or do readings for haven't said that to me. I'm assuming there are those out there. But people have often said, well, you know, I had this experience one time where someone shared this with me and it, and it was so wild and so out there that I didn't resonate. So I, I classified it as it's a fake. And, and I always try to give people the opportunity to reframe that because yeah. I think that doing the work that you do, doing the work, doing the work that I do, we don't choose this. Like, it's not an easy path. There are many yeah. other easier ways to do this work, uh -huh. to, to show up in the world. There are so many easier ways. It's not easy. And I think that even if something didn't resonate in that moment, it will at some point. And so... I a hundred percent of the time that's happened. And so I recently explored a conversation with someone who was sharing that with me. Like I, I had a, I had a, a reading that didn't make any sense. And they told me this and this about this experience and the past life of mine that is impacting how I do this in this world. And just in our conversation alone, there was already a shift. I could feel that when I shared that there's something to be said for that, even if it didn't resonate in the moment. The other thing is, is that Sometimes people that are doing readings, because I'm going to be on the skeptic side right now, sometimes when people are doing readings, and you, you'll know what I'm referring to, people don't always know how to hollow their bone, meaning 
They don't know how to take their own lens off to share the information in a way somebody could can receive it. Doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that sometimes, and we're all we all do this. There's different things that happen. We're human, so our, our bone is not always hollow. But our work is to deliver messages in a pure fashion without our own slant on it. But it's we're humans, so this is not an easy thing. So I always relate that too. Is not to forget that when you're having an interaction with someone who's giving you a reading, to remember that they have their own life experiences. It's like how they interpret a particular symbol might not be how you receive, receive that symbol, but how you receive that symbol is, is, is not the, the priority. The priority is just receiving the symbol. Put your own imper- right. interpretation. And we may not on. have that frame of reference, right. right? So for us, it might make sense to you, but it doesn't make sense to us. So we're not describing it as well as we possibly could. But I find over the years, one of the things that I even teach people when we're doing psychic development is readers need to ask questions and not of the clients, Mm -hmm. let me be clear, Mm -hmm. of your guides and guardians, right? That you keep going down that rabbit hole. Okay, what are you showing me? Clarify, right? What does that mean? Can you make that a little bit more obvious for me? If we don't understand, for me, I feel it's my job to understand, Mm -hmm. right? And I'll say, okay, you know what? If that doesn't resonate with you, keep it in your back pocket. It probably will later. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find too, like I actually had an experience where a woman came in. I, I love this experience. Um, she came in and I was telling her about her three Rottweilers. And I was saying, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened, this. No, 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 no. And I was really young on the path. And I said, okay, that's fine. You know what? Keep your money. You're good. And she goes, well, my dogs are outside. Would you like to meet them? And she was so nice. I said, of course I would. I, absolutely. You know, I'm sorry the reading didn't resonate. So we went out to the car and her husband was there. And she goes, oh, right in front of me. She goes, oh, she was completely inaccurate. Like it just didn't make any sense and she said to her because she said this and this and this her husband looked at her and she goes he goes but don't you remember when this happened and this happened and this happened she goes oh my god and it turned out i was accurate and i said oh okay that's like can i get paid now would that be okay right right. and it was cute because it made me realize too she felt very on the spot so sometimes a client when you're giving them a reading they feel very um it's like you bring something out they're not expecting they come in with expectations right this is who i want to talk Mm. to this is the information i want and it goes a completely different direction sometimes or maybe an animal come in and they're like oh my god you can talk to animals yes i can and so they sometimes feel very blindsided and then our brain turns off Mm -hmm. right 100 percent Yeah. So again, this is why I turn around and I say, you know what, just keep it in your back pocket. And almost a hundred percent of the time, I always get an email or something going, Hey, remember when you Mm -hmm. said they needed some, they needed some time. They needed some time. I also, it's really interesting. I, there's a woman um, who is an Oracle in all areas and she's also an animal communicator. And I talk to her regularly. And one of the things that she said to me, because I think that we often forget this as spiritual uh, leaders in our communities, that our energetic presence alone can create a woe to the recipient, right? Like we, we, she's, she, her, in her words, I blast people open. She's like, you blast people open in the first, and you know this angel, cause you've spent enough time with me. I blast people open. And she's like, in the first 10 minutes, she said, everything you say after that, it's actually not going to register. So whether you're recording or they're taking notes, they'll need time to come back into their body and process it because your energy blasts them open at the beginning. So they're not thinking. So it, 
even just what the, what you say or doesn't say, even if it doesn't resonate, because I know you do the same, Angel, even if it doesn't resonate in that moment, you are giving yeah. them a type of energetic feel. To me, that is just as important as the words you're using. And I, you know what? And I'm going to add something to that. The reality, too, is every single reading that you do, whether it resonates or not for someone in the moment, there's a healing occurring. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not even about the reading. And this is something I always tell people is for me particularly, and this isn't for every reader, I'm healer first. And oh, yeah. that's something I'm only starting to accept now. And it's a really interesting thing because every reading something gets healed. You shift in your vibration somehow. Even if your conscious mind doesn't understand what it is, your spirit takes it in. And your spirit literally sits there and goes, ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, let's let's talk to the conscious mind about it later because, you know, there's so much going on. So I find that sometimes people are there more for healing than they even are for the reading part. And they get it later. Like they, they understand it later. And they don't always know that. They don't no, always know that. And, and, and people no. that haven't had a lot of like regular readings before, if I was to explain that my sessions or the session that even that you had with me, that this is about healing, they would be like, well, what are you trying to heal? The, yes. the thing is, is that it's not that it really isn't that. And so I love the way that you've explained it because you are energetically doing some alignment, um, even yes. in the ethers on the spiritual plane. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that I really loved that you did during um, the reading that you did for me was you brought up and clarified a vision that I already had about how my, my spirit allies or my guides, but I consider them a team. I call them allies. I have my spirit team. <laughs> um, you identified a very particular area of that that I hadn't dove into because it didn't really matter to me in that moment, but the way that you described it was exactly what I needed to have the words to understand something that had occurred during one of my own journeys. And you and I discussed that. And it was really powerful for me because what it did is it, it gave context to something that I was experiencing. And that's an example of healing. Like you, you, you took a piece of something that really I, I was aware of it. It was in my field and I didn't necessarily look for those additional details, but you knew that I needed them. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I don't think it was me that knows that I you needed them mm -hmm. so much as, you know, spirit, your spirit team. And that's what I call them too, funny enough. Oh, you do? And, they, and yeah, I do actually. My spirit, my spirit team or my posse. My posse. So, I say my posse. <laughs> oh, my, my, my posse. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's, what I'm that's so but funny. It, it's interesting you say that because I tell people that all the time, you know, sometimes I'm just here for validation and confirmation. Like it's really cool and groovy that I can talk to spirits and ghosts and animals and this, but sometimes my job is just to bring from that niggling in the back of your head, bring that information to the forefront because it's time and you're ready. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the thing is that validation and confirmation and that bringing forward you're right, is what people may need. And that may be why they're they're there to see me or to see you, mm -hmm. right? And it's not necessarily, hey, you know what? I want to talk to a ghost. However, there's always, especially with new people, that curiosity of what is this all about? And does the other side exist? And can you really talk to a ghost? And I've mm -hmm. had this before. Give me specifics. I start with specifics, right? Mm -hmm. I like it when people come in, as soon as they cross the threshold of my office or the Zoom starts or whatever, I'm already into that. Um, but I've had people actually go to me, oh, you're not being specific enough. I just told you the breed of your dog. I just told you what color it liked in its call. I'm giving you all the specifics you want. Yeah. And they'll look at me and kind of go, 
oh, you did. So it goes back to that whole blindsiding thing. So sometimes it's just that whole idea of, hey, you know what? I'm just here for you in whatever capacity you need. Let's have some fun. Let's do some readings. At the end, you're going to find that all the strings will come together and it will be tied up in a nice little bow for you to feel empowered and encourage you on your way and in your life in whatever way you need. Yeah. So tell me how people's lives are primarily transformed when it comes to the animal communication piece, because I think that that is a that is specific, and I think yeah. it's important. And out, I, I mean, well, let's just let's just leave it there. Tell me how it, does it impact someone's life to have oh, a communication through animals? I can't even tell you how meaningful it is. It just it's just mind blowing every time I do a communications and it could be something like I love doing transition work where an animal is crossing over. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do, but I have to tell you it's, it's, it is transformative even for the animal communicator. And I've, my life has been changed and it deepen. It doesn't just, I, I shouldn't say that it doesn't just deepen and nurture the relationship a person has with their animal. It helps them see the animal world in such a different way all of a sudden there's this deep connection to themselves and this understanding that oh my god this other life is so much more than I even thought like I knew that I loved my animal but I didn't realize how deep a connection I can have to my animal to my pet pal and it's so it's so beautiful and even with facilities because I work with a lot of um, horses and trainers all over the world and it's really cool because you see see that the connection between the trainer and the horse changes and it becomes this friendship Mm. this relationship that goes beyond the physical or beyond the traditional way we see a relationship with an animal and it's heart-centered so it opens people's hearts Mm -hmm. um i actually had one gentleman i'll never forget it he was an older gentleman just lost his dog charlie He actually booked the appointment just before Charlie passed and we had to change the appointment. And when the appointment came, Charlie had passed over and it was a really heartwarming um, reading because it wasn't just about connecting with Charlie to make sure that he crossed over. It actually ended up going into this man's past life with Charlie. Um, And I was very fortunate because it doesn't happen often, but this dog actually had many lives with him. And not only did it explain his relationship with Charlie, but all of a sudden it explained a lot of dreams he had about himself growing up, interests he had growing up, who he was and, you know, why he loved the things he did and why his life was going in that direction, all because of these lives he had with Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just mm-hmm. it's it's so amazing to see the different directions that a reading can go. And again, we all come in with these expectations. I'm here to talk to my animal. I'm here to work on behavioral issues. My animal is crossing. But where my readings go, it just I always say to people, please expect the unexpected. Right. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be about that particular animal. I'm one of those readers that I don't charge per animal. I charge per session. So whoever wants to come through as an animal, past, mm-hmm. present, future animals, I allow it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you may have animals who you had when you were a little kid, uh, a singular animal encounter you had with like I had a guy who met a duck once when he was little and it was a profound experience for him. And it was actually the duck that came into the session. I said, you met a duck once. And I said, and you made eye contact with mm-hmm. this duck and it was really prolonged. And he goes, yeah, he goes, that that duck actually changed my life. And he was laughing. And I said, why? And he goes, because I just 
found this kindness in myself that I never experienced before that. And I said, well, the duck said, thank you. And he remembers you too. And he starts a big burly guy and he was laughing. Mm. But things like this, these moments mm-hmm. that sometimes we even forget come to the surface and just remind us of who we are. And this is what animal communications does. We're a bridge. You know, mm-hmm. I always say I'm a UN translator. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, I love I, I love, love my work. I meant to give you permission at the beginning of the show because, you know, I'm sitting in the middle of the jungle. I am surrounded by all different kinds of animals. I have two geckos that have decided to make home with me inside, and I've named them Harry and David. And um, I'm surrounded by different animals on the farm. So I meant to give you permission at the beginning of the show. If anything comes up from any of the animals in the jungle that want some, want that have something to say, you have permission to share it. Let's just put it that way. I was. And it's so funny you say that because um, every animal communicator has a forte. And so some are like, we can talk to any species, but some are very adept with horses, others with dogs. My son, in fact, is an animal communicator and his is insects. Mm. Um, For me, it is exotics. So Mm. I've been asking very much so to talk to more animals who are of that. And when we connected, the first thing that my heart sang with were the birds. And I heard the birds and my Mm. heart just opened and it just, I became heart centered. Um, But you, the one thing we didn't talk about or get to talk about in your reading was your dog. Mm. Um, and I remember picking up on your dog. What's your dog's name? Hammer. He's amazing. He's got very feminine qualities. Mm-hmm. He's a really beautiful dog and he's very in balance. Um, he grounds your masculine energy, but I have to tell you, he's the magical part of who you are. He actually enhances and he's he's almost like um like a battery for you. And he enhances your magical, your magical abilities wherever he is. He's like a, he's like a crystal, a clear quartz crystal. You know how they're amplifiers? Mm. He's an amplifier and that's actually his job with you. Um, he's also spirit. So there are four levels of communication, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, like with humans. And what's really interesting is he's spiritual. And so this dog, and I have four cats, a snake, and a spider. And one of my cats is spirit like this dog. And I love this because he's open, but you, he keeps you open to that feminine aspect of who you are too, because you are a very warrior and you have this strength in you that's so grounded. And he actually helps you stay connected to the feminine aspect of who you are and really open. But he's really cool because he's just like, yeah, whatever. It's good. Yeah, he's and he's like a lover dog. So anybody that's with him gets that heart centered feeling like he's with my son and my son's beloved right now. And he is very like he 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 looks like a big, tough dog, but he's really very, very like loving. And he yeah, like he's very he's very he's almost um, he's almost like a really cool version of Clint Eastwood. Hmm. Right. So he doesn't have that rough and edge, but he's got this like kind of Clint Eastwood. He's just really a beautiful dog. You just want to grab him and just ah, eat his nose. He's so beautiful. We also talked about the fact that um, he has a spirit that walks with him. You told me this in the reading. And um, I am aware that my grandmother had a husky. And in a different reading, somebody else said to me that the spirit of that husky of my grandmother's has come Mm. to us through this dog. And I know what that I I I, 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 that dog was very special to my grandmother. She was in the newspapers with that dog because she used to like brush his fur and, and spin it into wool. And it was like, you know, because he was a Siberian husky. And so all of this, all of this like relation to this, this husky that came in is, is just really fascinating to me. 
And it's so funny. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about the fact that we did talk about his guides. And animals do have guides for themselves. You know, and they have spirit animals as well. And they have those who surround them. That's, I forgot all about that. So cool. One of your geckos, is it a male and a, no, it's two males you have that are geckos. I don't know. I don't know if they're male or female. I was going to say, are they male and female? I thought one was female. They just look different. Um, That's how I know who is who. (laughs) Yeah. The one, is one of them darker than the other? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that one feels like a boy for sure. And he, he loves you. He's just always curious about you. And he's just like, oh, he like watches me I over the counter you. when I'm in the kitchen. Like yeah. he, he literally will make full eye contact with me yeah. as I, I've like bobbed my head around. Cause you know, yeah, I will admit he's it. He's so curious it, about you. He's it, like, Oh, you're so cool. What are you? It took me a few days to like really sink into the fact that they're sleeping in the cottage and they're not relocating and we're making home and I've had a conversation with them and let them know when I'm comfortable with them coming out and that I prefer them to sleep in their own beds, not in my bed. I think that's a small, a small ask. Um, But he just, he literally will tip his head over the top of this like high shelf and just watch me. I'll move, I'll move around and his, his head just moves with me. He just watches me and I'm like, wow, this is interesting. I'm living with geckos. That is so cool. That is so cool. I love it. And that's, and that's a really cool thing too, because, you know, you're an animal person, any energetic, any person who delves into this world, Mm -hmm. especially as deeply as you and I do, we're going to collect animals. Mm -hmm. We're just going to, um, I keep seeing an orange cat and I don't know why I keep seeing an orange cat. Is that a cat, a cat you have around you or is that a cat you've had? Mm. Because I keep seeing this orange cat and he's, is he a guide? Is he a guard? No, he's someone coming in. No, he's someone who's, who's around. No, he feels like he's in the vicinity. So there's, it feels like there's a cat who's either orange or peach. um, And they're saying he knows you. So he's seen you. So I don't know if it's like around your house, but he's seen you. Keep your eye out for the, for okay, the I will. orange cat. And I feel like it's it's like, and all I keep getting is like you're going out. So I don't know if it's near a market. Do you have a market where you go to that's like a foot market, like somewhere that's like got vendors and things? Yes. And there's a bookstore I like to go to. And the bookstore has three cats, but I've only seen one of them. But the bookstore okay. owns three cats. So they like hang around the whole area. I think that's where it I'll is. I'll see because if they have an orange cat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's an orange peachy color okay. cat. Like almost, it's almost like it's, it's a peachy kind of white cat. Like it's not like a, a marble orange, like you would find here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a peachy white. Interesting. And it's really cute. Yeah. So just so you know, it's in the market. That's what I just saw. I will tell you something else that's interesting that's happened here. The first night that I was here, I picked up my pillow and there was a, uh, a black lizard on my pillow, which mm-hmm. is not something I had expected. And so in my, getting comfortable living in the jungle. I called the owner of the property and I'm like, is this something I shouldn't be worried about? This is, this is different than a gecko. And she said to me that it was extremely rare that you would see them inside a house. They don't allow themselves to be seen. And if you, if they are seen in a house that it was a blessing that you received a blessing, it was on my first night and I have not seen that lizard since. Uh, So I I found that super interesting because it was literally under my pillow and there's nothing quite like your first night in the jungle and having <laughs> a black lizard appear to your pillow, I'm like, oh, what is going on? <laughs> what have I done? Uh, yeah, I can't, imagine. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I shouldn't say I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. But I did. But in our house, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I did feel like that that was a, a welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like the animal world will give you those blessings, mm-hmm. right? It's It's so exciting. Like animals are everywhere, but it's not just... 
you know, the human form animals that come to us. It's also the spirit animals that come to us. And we can see them in so many different ways, whether you look at a tree and you see an animal in the tree or you look up into the sky and you see an animal there or, you know, it's so funny the other day, everything was ravens for me, like mm. everything. Like I went out, I saw a flock of a murder of ravens. Um, I was watching TV and there was a murder of ravens and I'm sitting going, what is, what's going on? And then I went to look up Raven and I went, yeah, you know what? That's what I'm going through right now. And I think if your listeners are interested in that kind of thing, you know, when an animal comes to you in a way that seems odd, like that blessing that you have, mm-hmm. ask questions, go to the internet, check out the meaning because mm-hmm. it will correlate or it will have a message for you somewhere. Somehow, you are empowered to do this as much as I am. Everyone right. can do this, and they should be, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And I know that you you gave me a really good overview of my uh, animal totems, and so I think that for people that are listening, there's a lot of questions around a particular animal that they see a lot, or see in a cloud in the sky, or comes into their visual field a lot, and there are. I think that that's a really powerful service that you offer is an understanding of your animal totems and the the animal spirits. And when you're saying that, a lot of people actually desire to have a a connection to a particular animal that represents the energetics of that moment. And I know that it might not be for a lifetime, but there are, I know you you can explain this when, when... when people do readings, but you can explain this better than I can, but explain the totems. Let's, let's talk about the totems. So, so totems. Okay. So we have a totem pole and on that totem pole, there are four different animals and those animals represent your spirit animal, your power animal, your guide, and the animal energy that you're working with now. So your spirit animal, your power animal, and your guide, they don't change. But the spirit, but the but the um, animal energy that will shift with you through different phases of your life because mm. that's the animal that's helping you, the energy that's helping you in that moment. So your spirit animal is the animal you would turn into if you were an animal. Mm. Your power animal is the energy that. Um, that you derive from the animal, right? So the gorilla per se is your power animal is leadership. So when you sit in a leadership position, you're sitting in your power animal. So the guide is the one that guides you. Whenever you see that particular animal, know that you're on the right track and you can you can even ask for that particular animal to uh, to guide you. It's like, okay, am I on the right track? All right, show me a wolf. Mine is wolf. So show me a wolf. And the animal energy is the one I love to work with because that one changes from time to time, right? You might be coming into a period of your life where you're working with sloth medicine and sloth is about you need to rest, Mm -hmm. right? Or monkey medicine, which is adventure or flow. And so you got to get into that swing of being able to move with those rhythms. But then you come out of that animal and then you go into the next one. And every time you shift animals, that's a tool that you can put in your tool case because now you understand that energy and you can call on it whenever you want. It's like medicine. it's like medicine. It is, they mm. are medicines, yeah, for medicine. sure. They're mm. animal medicines. Uh, and I love that you said that because that's exactly how I describe them. And when we do, like I have something that I do called the Tree of Life readings. And the Tree of Life readings, um, as far as I know, I'm one of the only people who does this. But the, the universe gives you clues as to who you are, right? Your astrological sign is actually a clue to, it could be, you know, to who you used to be in another life or what you're supposed to do in this lifetime and help you understand what you're meant to do. Um, your toad, your spirit animals, all these different things, all these little clues, your spirit stone, your tree, your 
curved. All of these different things make up your blueprint. Mm. And when we look into all of them and you see your blueprint, all of a sudden you understand why you have the relationships you do, why you're supposed to be doing the work you do. What is the work you're supposed to like? It's so cool. And the um, spirit animal totems, those are part of that. That's a really important part of your tree because that's the essence of who you are. That's the animal side of who you are. Yeah, I loved the ones you shared with me. And you told me I was currently working with a bat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A bat. That's, yeah that's, that's, and that's a really good one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested to spend some more time in that. And this has been so amazing, Angel. You do good work in the world. And I'm, I'm really excited that we connected in a witch community because I love our witch communities. Mm-hmm. And I hope you've joined us in Witch Power, which is my Facebook group. Have you joined us in the group that I hope? I think I, I have. If I haven't, I will. Okay, yeah. So just make sure you answer the questions. And for those of anybody that's listening can join as well. It's just called Witch Power. It's free. There's a couple of questions. And I love it that my community has now coined it a digital coven, although that's not what I thought <gasps> I it would be, but that. it's a digital coven. Mm-hmm. So you are welcome to join us. And of course, I will share this show inside that community and in all the places and wherever people are we're going to give them every single link to find you on your website which let's tell them what is your website now yeah so you can find me at raisingenergy.com and i'm definitely going to be sharing this and already have um you know let people know that we're going to be doing this on my instagram page at raising energy um or angelmorganpetpsychic.com or my instagram angelmorganpetpsychic so those are the best places to find me perfect we'll put the link in the show notes and we look sorry as we're talking a, a, a big breeze just took down a scarf and rocks just fell that was always funny I love the energy of that <laughs> it's uh, nature it's nature, nature. Lovers, they want to make sure that we're connected to exactly them. so thank you Angel and thank you for the time you've spent with me and and I, I hope many of our listeners have the opportunity to experience the way that you are bringing this healing through in your psychic and animal communications because it's truly a gift. Thank you. Thank you so much for being you. I love your energy and just everything about you. And even our reading, I got so much from just being in your presence and you allowing me to read you. So I appreciate you and thank you for letting me be here. Thank you. Deep bow, sister. Deep bow. (laughs) All right. Thank you. And for those of you that are listening, thank you for joining us and we will be back soon. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.